Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Between aging and busy lifestyles, many women struggle with maintaining their physical and mental wellness. At Aquavita Concierge Healthcare Services for Women, we can help you revitalize your health and reclaim your life. We start from within by balancing your hormones, allowing your body to achieve and maintain desired weight goals. We also specialize in peptide therapies, regenerative medicine, sexual health, and aesthetics in our state-of-the-art facilities. Feel better, look better, live better. At Aquavita, visit aquavitality.com and begin your journey today. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Awesome MMA Strategy Shows. We're here to get you ready for UFC Vegas number 31, which goes down on Saturday night inside the UFC Apex there in Las Vegas. Myself and Pete Rogers Jr., we're going to break this one down for you. Of course, as always, if you do have any questions on the fight, you can leave those in the YouTube chat. Also, leave those over in Slack. We are sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. Later on in the show, we'll tell you about the, uh, the offer Monkey Knife Fight has for our listeners. Plus, we'll give you two plays over Monkey Knife Fight we like. I will tell you, as I was doing some prep for Monkey Knife Fight today, there's a couple of fights that I just think the lines are off on. And as I always say, you got to take advantage of those earlier on in the week. But, uh, of course, as always, I am joined by the fighter, Pete Rogers Jr. Pete, I want to start off the show this week talking about a question that we got in Slack earlier today, where it says when building 10 lineups, if you have a strong lean one way or the other on a fight, what's the highest exposure willing to get to now last week, I always sit here going, I want all of two of us and Hardy. Cause I knew that thing was not going the distance. It was going to end by knockout, but what's kind of your take on that question we got in Slack. Yeah. It's dependent on the, on the fight for sure. But I think like for me, naturally, if I'm getting aggressive, it's more towards like uh, 75% and up. Um, you know, that's when you really feel confident about a fight that that's going to be a part of the optimal. I have no problem with, uh, you know, asserting myself if I feel pretty confident about a certain fight. Of course, uh, of course, coming here after UFC 264, uh, I would say I had a lineup that went six or six, but I was not optimal uh, because uh, that lineup, I did not have Sean O'Malley in that lineup just Man, land 230 uh, strikes in that matchup. Just crazy, 72%, which was crazy. But uh, you know, hopefully everyone had a good uh, UFC 264. I know we've already got kind of some uh, lineups in there talking about uh, you know how they did last week. So hopefully you did well over there. But, Pete, let's get right into this one. Main event, lightweight matchup. A guy that, uh, if anyone was this to my podcast, you might hurry and basically say, uh, I feel like this is essentially the uncrowned. UFC lightweight champion, and that's Islam Makachev taking on Tiago Moses here. 9,400 for Islam Makachev. Oh, first, I, I see that face reaction, Pete. I see that face reaction. He's a top five lightweight right now. It's just because no one in the top 10 will fight him. Yeah, I mean, you're really drinking the Makachev Kool-Aid. I, I, I get it. I get it. I understand he's completely skilled, and he uh, is one of the next big things in the sport for sure. But I do have some questions regarding um you know certain aspects of his game and we'll get to it but uh i can't i can't fault you but i think like i don't know if he beats a couple fighters in the in you know in like the top five but uh i'm interested okay, all, right, all right so look at that top five uh, lightweight division okay you mm. think tony ferguson's taking a fight against Islam Makachev? no i don't i think tony ferguson gets smoked i think justin gaethje could be an interesting matchup just because if he can keep it on the feet but we saw how that happened against Habib. And I think Dustin, I think Dustin beats him. Um, but the sky's the limit for the kid. It's just uh, he's not Khabib. So I think that he's going to have to really work his game a little bit differently. The thing about Islam Makachev, and when you look at the price point, he's a massive betting favorite in this one based on the sports book you're at. You know, he can be anywhere from a six to an eight to one betting favorite. That's why you got to check out and shop those odds over oddshopper.osmo.com. But to me, you know, look, he is not a guy. He's not a, a volume puncher. When he's landing, you know, I want to say his last fight landed 102 total strikes. It's going to be strikes on the ground. 
And the fact is, is if you're, you're, you know, gonna, you know, have a high exposure to Islam in this matchup, I think you're counting on this fight going into the fourth round, tons of takedowns, tons of strikes on the ground, ton of control time for him to pay off that price. But let's talk about from the Tiago Moses aspect, because everyone's going to be on Islam in this matchup. How's Tiago get done? Yeah. So I don't think that Tiago Moises is a, a bad fighter by any means. Um, I think that, uh, you know, coming into the UFC, there was some hype around him and then him losing his debut to Benil Dariush, who turns out to be one of the, the dark horses within the division. It doesn't look so bad when you kind of go back and hindsight's 2020, but uh, you know, on a three fight win streak over Hernandez green and Johnson, I think like trying to play jujitsu off of his back with such a powerful top heavy Dagestani wrestler is probably not the solution. I think if he does that, he's going to be, you know, on the receiving end of some shots, uh, losing rounds by being on, on bottom. Um, and I, you just don't want to be underneath such a, a heavy pressure guy in Islam Mahachev. I think his best shot is, uh, you know, catching him on the feet or testing him within the championship rounds. Uh, but I mean, we'll have to see this is, this is, you know, a five round fight. I'm interested to see how both these guys look, if it does end up in round four or five. Um, but I think it, Tiago Moises needs to be aggressive on the feet. Don't give him too much respect. Try to, you know, test that chin early because in Islam's lone defeat in the UFC, he was knocked out. Yeah. I mean, I think that you look over the FanDuel side of the equation, uh, Tiago Moises, look, he's going to have to stop takedown. So $15 does kind of come interesting over there. Maybe if you're looking for a little bit of a value play on there, I'm just question that came in from Nick in the chat. And he says, got a question for you, Pete. And I think we can relate this to the main event here where it says, is the MMA world becoming more and more wrestling focused? Being from Milwaukee, I train at Rufus, and it seems like I'm constantly getting hounded about improving wrestling. I mean, look, to me, wrestling is the number one base in the sport. I, I know I know you're probably going to disagree, Mr. Karate Guy. I know you're probably going to disagree, but how, how can you disagree that right now the best base in MMA is wrestling? I think you know, there's always exceptions, but for the most part, it's, it's important to have a strong wrestling base, because if you have a strong wrestling base, you're going to have more confidence in your striking. You're probably going to be able to, to throw with less worry because you know that you can scramble in certain positions, but, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's a great question. And I really appreciate Nick Ward asking the, the question in chat. Um, I think it's just working, being able to dictate where the, you know, the fight takes place, whether you want to change levels and put somebody on their back, whether it's a close back and forth striking match or even a sparring match. And to win that round, you incorporate a takedown. And next thing you know, now you have that. Well, guess what? Maybe you have the edge on the feet and now your opponent's trying to, you know, solidify that round by, by getting a takedown against you. So, I mean, it's just kind of like a, an X factor that is always important, especially within MMA. Um, and uh, I think it's very important. You can't ignore wrestling for sure. I think wrestling is problem wrestling and striking. It, it's tough to say, right? Like, cause jujitsu, you have to have to love and appreciate jujitsu as well, but wrestling is, is definitely the best base. I'm, I'm glad you agree with me, even though I'm sure you probably some days just don't want to wrestle. Oh, I mean, I, I love wrestling. I'll tell you what though. The best thing in the world is, you know, sparring or training with people that haven't had a lifelong experience striking because it's just like, you know what I mean? You, you just feel like you're in a completely different world than them. And uh, I'm sure that's how like Olympic caliber wrestlers and uh, you know what I mean? There's levels to this game. And uh, that's why we say styles make fights. And look, and you know, leading up to this fight, this is all Tiago Moses has been doing. He's been working on wrestling mm -hmm. defense because you know that's what's going to come. But the one thing is, and we'll see, maybe uh, you know, potentially could Islam get the stoppage here? Maybe it is a submission finish here. But uh, obviously, high price point you got to pay, and uh, you're going to need a lot of takedown shot price point to pay off. Now, one of the best ways to get a free month of also plus platinum is to check out your favorite Osmo shows on our podcast network, as almost all of our shows are available at awesome.com slash podcast and when you're listening to those shows be sure to submit a five-star review with your twitter handle or awesome username and you'll be entered to win a free month of also plus platinum one lucky winner is awarded every friday reviews are eligible up to one year this is simple and the easiest step for most likely your best chance to win a free month of also plus awesome uh, plus which is valued at $90 to head over there right now. Head over to that awesome MMA podcast channel. Give us that five-star review. Let, let everyone here at, at Team Awesome know 
you support myself and P here by leaving us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. Now, the co-main event features a fighter making her return first time in five years, Misha Tate, taking on Marion Renault, the retirement fight for Marion Renault, 8,200 for Misha Tate, 8,000 for Marion Renault, $15 for Renault on FanDuel, $13 for Tate. That one definitely uh, stuck out to me a little bit there in, in terms of this one. But, I mean, look, to me, Pete, the big question mark is you have a fighter who is – this is her last fight. She's she's made it clear she's done. She's 44 years old may, being Marion Renault. Where the other side, you got Misha Tate having her first fight in five years. I will tell you, I've seen the pictures of, of her in the gym. I mean, she looks shredded. Yeah, I mean, she looks good. So it comes down to five years away from the octagon against a four-fight losing streak who's admitted that she's going to retire after this fight. So um, I, I'm okay with somewhat getting away from this matchup until I saw the price point at 8200 and 8000 um, Typically within that salary range, the fighters don't have to do too, too much because they're probably going to be a part of the optimal um, as long as it's not a staring contest. In her wins, though, Misha Tate really hasn't been that great as far as a, uh, you know, from a DFS standpoint. And uh, I think that, you know, Marion Renault's toughness and, uh, you know, grit, even in her losses, you've seen that she scored really, really well. So Marion Renault could actually spoil the return of Misha Tate. And I never thought that I would say that. I probably will have slightly more exposure to Marion Renault because of the discount, because of the toughness, because of um, her acclimation to the cage. And I know that sounds crazy, talking about a former champ um, who's been away from the cage for a while and saying that maybe a fighter who's been in there recently could have an edge. But honestly, we, we talk about cage time and how it's so important. And it's all about rhythm as well. And Marion Renault has, has not really been on a rhythm. She's been on a, a losing streak for sure, four fights. But you can somewhat get into a rhythm of like, you know, your body and, you know, just fighting. Fighting is all about rhythm. And She's been more acclimated to that recently than Misha Tate has. Plus, there's so many questions, you know, surrounding Misha Tate. Like, she looks good in some videos, like, uh, on the MMA circuit that she's doing in some of the, the training footage I've seen. But it's not a fight. And it's hard to really imitate or, uh, you know, replicate a fight. And uh, I think that Marion Renault being in the cage more recently makes me want to have a little bit more interest in her at 8,000. Yeah, for me, it's kind of, it's that unknown with Misha Tate. Now, I will tell you a prop bet that did stick out to me about Misha Tate in this one was Misha Tate to win via submission plus 600. You know, I do wonder maybe she does go a little bit more to her her grappling in this one. But, of course, you have to note, Mary Renault has never been finished in her MMA career. All seven of her losses have come by decision. We look at this losing streak uh, that she has been on, a loss against Kat Singano. Yana Kunaskaya, Raquel Pennington, Macy Chase on. So, you know, I, I just, I, I think that, you know, even though the, I think that even whoever wins the fight, I just don't know if it's, it's an optimal score, even at the price point. Yeah. I think it's probably going to be within the eighties and it's all dependent on the rest of the, the slate and the rest of the fights. I feel like we're going to have some pretty high scores. I feel like we're going to have some, uh, some big finishes and uh, you could possibly pivot elsewhere, maybe pivoting away from main event and co-main event will be in uh, a contrarian approach. And I wouldn't hate it too much, to be honest. I'm going to mention this question we got in the chat uh, about the last fight and related to a FanDuel GPP. Travis saying, would you consider fading the Islam fight? $23 for, for Islam Makachev, $15 for Tiago Moses. So like, you know, Moises is going to have to defend takedowns. I just don't really know if he can. And um, that's the problem of paying. I mean, it's not it's not a lot. Typically, the underdog in the main event is priced up a lot more than that. So they're giving a lot of respect towards Mahachev. But uh, it's, it's going to be tough to fade Islam Mahachev. It all depends on how many lineups you're playing, right? Like maybe in a single entry, it's okay to get different. But if you're playing in a 20 max or a 150, there's no way you fade Islam. You just might maybe go a little underweight, but I, I'm fine with being steady, eating the chalk, and just kind of letting his potential unfold before my eyes and uh, hopefully reaping the benefits as far as DFS score is considered. 
Yeah, I, I have not started doing my crunches to see kind of how it plays out for me based on, on projections, whatnot. I'll actually do that after the show here when I put in my pro plays. But uh, I, I do want to get to Islam Makachev. By the way, ownership and projections is up over at awesome.com. Alex got that up here about about a half hour or so ago, so you can check that out. I, I, I might be a little underneath the field. When it comes to Islam Makachev, just in terms okay. of what we're seeing with ownership, but uh, you know, obviously a lot of things can unfold. How do the how do all the fighters look on the scale tomorrow? That that's going to play a lot into it there as well. Of course, uh, appreciate everyone that's in here on a Thursday afternoon watching us live. Of course, as always, uh, really do appreciate if you give us a thumbs up. Also, if you're not subscribed to Awesome, got a lot of great content for you each and every day. Of course, come up here later on today. We will have MLB live before a lot to get you ready for tonight's one game slate. And of course, I uh, do let you know that our free premium data and tools over at Oslo.com say is the MLB showdown and single game ownership projection. So you got to check that out over at awesome.com as a, maybe if you're not an also plus member and you want to get a little peek behind the paywall, it gives you a little idea of what you can expect when you are a member there of also plus. We'll let you know about a special promo we have going on here in a moment, but let's move on to the next matchup. We've got the lightweight return of Jeremy Steven taking on Gamrot here. Gamrot 8,600, 7,600. For Jeremy Stevens, uh, Gamrot, a minus 250 betting favorite. It was kind of crazy just kind of looking at Jeremy Stevens. And, uh, you know, some, I mean, he, he has said some ridiculous things over the last couple of days about Jakar Close. I don't know if you've seen some of that stuff. I just, I mean, bro, don't He's touch your opponent the way ins. It's that simple. He's such an idiot. He's, but it's crazy. This is a guy who debuted in the UFC in 2007. Ironically, that fight night is like probably one of my is like one of my biggest memories as a AMA fan. That was Liddell versus Rampage Jackson. Wow. I was out about at a bar when Rampage knocked out Liddell. You could have heard a pin drop. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Man, that seems like a lifetime ago, but uh that's crazy because uh I, I do recall um that era as well. And that's when I was starting to really get familiarized with MMA and uh, Jeremy Stevens has really paid his dues within the UFC and he's fought, you know, the highest caliber of opponents. And if you go and look at his record from 145 to 155, his early career in 155, I mean, it's just murderers. Like he's, he's fought everybody, but he does have 18 losses and he's facing uh, one of the best prospects within the division, especially, uh, you know, coming over from, from KSW, you got Mateus Gamrot. And uh, I think that Gamrot brings a very unique style to the division. Um, you know, aggressive wrestling, solid striking and, uh, and Jeremy Stevens bumping back up to lightweight. It's a little interesting for me, probably because like the older you get, the less you want to cut weight, the more difficult it is to cut weight. Um, not really sure. Shut up, Jason. I already know what you're going to say. <laughs> I, 40, I 46, come on 46 bro you ready to hit that on the scale never never <laughs> never it's not happening um my, i got my coach making fun of me now too like my my jiu-jitsu coach is looking at me goes i remember when you were skinny and it's like <laughs> dude like easy uh you know um but yeah it, it gets more difficult as you grow up and uh i don't know i just don't know if he's really going to be the same ko artist that we kind of are perceived that he is um but uh, I'm I'm interested in Mateus Gamrot going forward within the division. He is Gamrot is one of those fighters that I'm looking at in terms of this card. You know, I, I think this fight does go 15 minutes. I mean, mm. look, you, you mentioned about Jeremy Stevens. I mean, and he hasn't won a fight in his last five fights, but here's the names he's lost to Jose Aldo, Zabit Magomed Sharapov, Yair Rodriguez, Calvin Cater. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy talent right there. And you know, that's the thing with Jeremy Stevens. I don't really foresee Mateus Gamrot getting rid of him um, because of just his style of relentless takedowns and, you know, some solid striking. I can see Jeremy Stevens posing some problems, though. So he will be a guy that I'm not fading. Uh, despite him being aged at 7,600, um, I think that Jeremy Stevens is kind of that that uh, puncher's chance for, for DFS. So I think that you need to have some exposure in case that he ends up, you know, preventing some of Gamrot's takedowns and punishes him on the feet. 
Yeah, I will tell you, Gamron is one of those fires that I'm looking at as a leverage play, and it's all it's all based on the takedown potential that he could have. I mean, that, yep. that to me is why you play there. But I mean, look, you can't count Jeremy Stevens. The guy still has you know lethal power in those hands, you know. But you know, it's I, I just I prefer to play Gamron here. But I think Stevens on the Fanduel side of the question, I think it's someone that you do uh, have to pay attention to over there. Now I mentioned about the promo that we have going on. Uh, during this show, we use the promo code MMA Strategy Show as you get. Uh, if you're a new user of Also Plus Platinum, and then you get, you can get adv- take advantage of this one where you get 25 percent off your first week of Osmo Plus Platinum. That's right, 25 percent off your first week of Also Plus Platinum. All you gotta do is use the promo code MMA Strategy Show, all caps, one word for 25 percent off your first week of Also Plus Platinum. Now, if you just want an Also Plus MMA weekly pass, you can get that for $8.95. Stop guessing, start winning. Join Awesome Plus when it comes to our MMA content that you get over there. Yeah, that's behind the paywall. You get our projections. You get you know, our player projections. You get our ownership projections, the top fire tool, our MMA pro plays. So we've got a ton of content over there at awesomeo.com. So be sure to take advantage of that promo that we got going on during this show. Use that promo code MMA Strategy Show. If you're a new user of Awesome Plus, get 25% off your first week of Awesome Plus Platinum. Let's move on to the next matchup. We got Rodolfo Vieira taking on Stolfus. Rodolfo Vieira, I mean, he, he you know, he crapped the bed for us last time. And uh, this yeah. is a guy that BJJ world champion, but, you know, when, he, when the gas tank goes out, it affects everyone. And, and to me, when it comes to this fight, he's 8700 on on DraftKings, $19 on, on FanDuel. You know, if you're going to put Vieira in your lineups, Pete, it's to me, you're just, you have to go with the mindset of he's got to get the first round submission. Yeah, Rodolfo Vieira is definitely on my you know, don't trust list, but I can't ignore his potential either. Like uh, coming into the UFC, he was known as the black belt hunter and, you know, his jujitsu is phenomenal, but when he is, his frame, he has so much muscle on his frame and the way that he's so urgent about getting takedowns and everything's so explosive that he really just zapped his, his energy. And he was a sit and duck for Anthony Hernandez, who has, you know, solid striking, solid takedown the fence and sneaky chokes. And, Next thing you know, he got caught in an arm and guillotine choke and the black belt hunter was tapping out to a fighter that was probably on his way to getting cut from the UFC. Um, it's crazy, um, you know, and uh, it goes to show you that MMA is completely different than jujitsu. Anybody can, you know, catch anybody. So going into this fight against Dustin Stolzfus, I'll have to pay attention to the weigh-ins. I definitely want to see how Rodolfo Vieira looks, but you would, you would imagine that he was embarrassed from his last performance. Um, going out there and being known as this legitimate BJJ practitioner, getting submitted by, you know, a lesser belt, so to speak. And, uh, you know, Dustin Stolzfist, 13 to two overall, lots of sneaky submissions. Um, okay. Striking solid wrestling. I, I like him from a live betting standpoint, and, uh, I'm definitely going to have exposure to Dustin Stolzfist. This is a very difficult fight to somewhat predict because, you're banking on Rodolfo Vieira either making adjustments to his cardio regimen or not, and going to be the same fighter that he was last time out against Anthony Hernandez. Um, in a perfect world, Rodolfo Vieira goes in there and should get the victory if his BJJ is really that elite. Um, but I cannot, because of what happened last time, I cannot ignore Dustin Stolzfus, and he's one of my uh, one of the underdogs that I'll probably be targeting the most just because of uh, the potential there. You know, looking at the prop bets, and to me, if you're going to play this fight, that's where you really got to be looking at. Uh, you mentioned about live betting. If this fight does make it out of the first round, live betting definitely is something you want to do there. But in terms of the prop bet of Vieira via submission, minus 105, I think that's one that you got to look at here. Uh, on the last fight, I think also Gamrot via decision, plus 225 is another prop bet that you got to look for there. But, uh, I mean, look, Vieira, we, we know what he's going to do. I mean, he's going to look to get a submission. You know, the, it, your fear is it's just what we saw happen against uh, Anthony Hernandez in his last matchup where he just gassed out. I mean, plain right. and simple. I mean, it, it, that was a submission via your gas tank just being on empty. Right, 100%. So that's like, you know, Vieira is probably going to make adjustments. He's 8,700. Um, naturally, if that fight, if that last fight didn't happen, Rodolfo Vieira would probably be priced at 9,200, 9,100. And I think that would be warranted. Um, but because we have seen him let us down already, 
everybody, including myself, were, were slightly hesitant about it. But the, the sky's the limit for Rodolfo Vieira. I do favor him in the matchup. But like I said, in a 150 max, Stolzfus is one of the guys that you should consider as your underdog. Hey, look, we live in a sport. We we have a very short-term memory. <laughs> I mean, very yeah. short-term memory. But exactly. you have to. I mean, you have to, though. I mean, especially on the fight aspect of this. But, um, you know, look, I, I will I will be playing me some from Rodolfo Vieira. But, yeah, do I have concerns? No doubt about it. Uh, next up, we've got a guy that is from here in my hometown of Tampa, Billy Q, taking on Gabriel Benitez. Benitez, 8,500. Billy Q, 7,700. Over on FanDuel, $18 and $16, respectively, on this one. Uh, you know, look, when I think of Billy, I, I think of a guy that's going to be there all three rounds if it does go all three rounds. But it, there is a reason Gabriel Benitez is the favorite in this one. Yeah, I'm, I am I think that, uh, you know, Billy Q will probably garner some ownership because the the lower options this week are a little odd and you don't really have a ton of confidence, uh, especially if you look at box scores. You do notice that Billy Quarantillo has 7,700. He's he's averaging 92.6 fantasy points per fight. So naturally, he's going to garner some ownership when his opponent, Gabriel Benitez, has 59.6 on, you know, in the box score section at 8,500. So um, styles make fights. Benitez is a very, very heavy kicker. Uh, I think that we could see Benitez going to the kicking well, trying to test the, you know, punish the body of Quarantillo, possibly going upstairs. Quarantillo was knocked out, um, you know, early on in his career from a head kick. But a lot of Quarantillo's fights, he always has to like weather the storm, and then he starts to mount a comeback where uh, he he tends to have better cardio in certain areas, um, and he's over always overcoming adversity. So I like that about him. I like that he can, you know, get beat up for two plus rounds and come back. But how many times can you really bail yourself out? And this is going to be a striking matchup, I would imagine, with Quarantillo's pace being the X factor because that's how he breaks a lot of people is with his pace. But uh, from the outside, I think that Gabriel Benitez is the sharper fighter. And at 8,500, it's not a love spot for me. Uh, I don't really foresee this fight being a part of the optimal if Benitez is victorious. Um, but I do expect Benitez to kind of go out there and get it done. Yeah, I want to say when it comes to the betting odds, the uh, people jumped on Gabriel Benitez uh, very early. I want to say he was like, he was maybe a slight favorite in this one. Let me, uh, let me pull up the history here, the betting odds here. Um, I think Benitez was a was an underdog, and then people started. Benitez, yeah, he had uh, he had opened up at minus. Uh, actually, that book's not the best book to look at. Um, he had uh, he's actually some of the money based. It's based on the 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 book you're looking at. It's kind of gone up and down a little bit, um, but uh, you know, I, I think uh, you know Benitez, even though you know. I would be rude for Billy being a, a Tampa guy, but I think Gabriel Benitez is likely the best way to go there. Then we got a matchup of a fighter stepping up on short notice. Preston Parsons stepping up to take on Daniel Rodriguez. Rodriguez, 8,800. Preston Parsons, 7,400. What's your take, Pete? I mean, Preston Parsons has looked good in some of his fights. Lots of submission wins. Um, good pressure. And uh, hence the nickname, Pressure Preston Parsons. Uh you know, and I think that if you really look at his strength of schedule. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to first choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, 
Price Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It's pretty clear that Daniel Rodriguez is going to be the toughest test on his career. And uh, Daniel Rodriguez is so well-rounded and I like him going forward within the division a lot. So for a newcomer to kind of come in and present such a problem is a little difficult for me to wrap my head around. I think that Daniel Rodriguez being a Southpaw with solid boxing and nice jujitsu, you know, 10th plan of jujitsu in his back pocket where after he hurts people and they get desperate, he can, you know, take advantage of that and submit them. Uh, I think that Preston Parsons has some potential at the UFC level, and I'd like to see him in a more favorable matchup than this. But I really predict that Daniel Rodriguez is going to go out there and be be one of the guys that's going to be a staple for a lot of my lineups. I I like him quite a bit. I don't really foresee uh, Parsons posing too, too many problems. And at 8,800, I think it's an absolute steal. So, uh, you know, Daniel Rodriguez is the guy for me. Yeah, you know, one thing I will say that when you see at this time of the year, a lot of these fighters getting in on short notice, a lot of them were likely, if not slated to be on the contender series, Mm -hmm. the UFC was very much looking in that direction of bringing them in uh, via the contender series. Uh, I know there's been a couple of fighters that have got some short notice fights over the past couple of weeks that they were slated to be on the contender series, but opportunity comes up, you step up here, uh, you know, Daniel Rodriguez, uh, to me, I, I will be uh, looking at him as, as potential some shares there. And uh, Preston Parsons, a guy that's uh, been here in the Florida regional scene, uh, actually interviewed his opponent before his last matchup there. So we'll see how well that goes there. Now, of course, uh, we are sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. With Monkey Knife Fight, you are in charge. They got their player props contest over at monkeyknifefight.com. And when you sign up, be sure to use that promo code AWESOMO for an instant first match deposit of up to $100. I mentioned earlier on the show, I was looking at a couple of prop bets uh, in terms of the total strikes here. And there are some ones that really stuck out to me. The main event is the first one that stuck out to me. Islam Makachev, 129 and a half. 51 and a half for Tiago Moises. I mean, look, that 129 and a half is a massive number for Islam Makachev. I th- if you want to play under, my recommendation is go right now because I think that number will go down as we get closer. So to me, I, I look at this, uh, you know, if, if you think this thing's going to go four or five rounds, I'd probably go less 129 and a half on, on Islam. I might go more 51 and a half if this thing goes 50, 25 minutes, but um, that 129 and a half just to me is, is too big of a number. Yeah. Barring an early stoppage. I think that the way to go is less on Islam Mahachev and more on Tiago Moises. Um, I don't know how this fight is going to play out, but I do think that Tiago Moises can test Islam in certain areas. And I think that Islam could end up being patient because it is five rounds, especially being under the tutelage of Habib Nurmagomedov. You, you should know that Habib's going to, you know, make sure he's prepared for five rounds, but also be smart because there is so much time to work with. Um, so I think it's less for Islam Mahachev. The volume doesn't really make sense for for that total. And uh, Tiago Moises, though, it's pretty close right there. So I might say more on Tiago. We're going to talk more about this other fight later on uh, of Lemos and Conejo. I, I think this one is another one that I think you got to jump on this right now. Lemos 64 and a half, 82 and a half for Ruiz on the other side. I think is way too high of a number, way too high of a number. So that's an automatic less. Just go less right there. Just punch that in less, you know, Lamos. I I think the other side of it is more of does this fight hit the third round or not? If it doesn't hit the third round, I think you go less 64 and a half. But if you think this can go where Ruiz can take the punishment, you go more 64 and a half. Yeah automatic less on Montserrat Ruiz and then it's can Ruiz end up taking 64 and a half strikes from Amanda Lemos um does it even go to the second round maybe she gets caught in in a choke or maybe Amanda just completely wipes the floor with her so um it's less on the Ruiz for sure and uh I think Lemos is going to have a dominant performance and it all depends on you know what your take is on how the fight's going to go 
I'm just saying you better hop on those lines now. Cause yeah. I don't know what that 82 and a half is going to be there very long because when yeah. I saw that line, I was like, Ooh, Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I need to open up that monkey knife fight app. <laughs> I mean, that was the thing that jumped out to me. Yeah. I wish I, I wish I could play a monkey knife fight. Uh, I'm still waiting for certain things to, to pass in my state and they're kind of suspending some contests and some, some platforms, but, uh, you know, if you guys can play a monkey knife fight, definitely take advantage of it. Yeah, be sure to use that promo code Osmo when you sign up for an instant first match deposit of up to $100. By the way, speaking of Lamos fight, we'll talk about it right now. As that's the match we're going to talk about here. 80, 9300 for Amanda Lamos. So high price tag over on DraftKings, $22 over on FanDuel. On, for on the other side, you got 6908 uh, To me, you know, I mean, look, we, we, when we look at Ruiz, we saw what she did against Cheyenne Bays. Uh, using that head and arm throw, um, you know, look, I, I just think this is Lamos's fight to lose. Yeah, Lamos, she is a beast. Now, anytime that you're facing a wrestler, you have to pay some respect because you could end up getting double-legged or controlled. And your best path to victory via striking is just non-existent because of uh, control time. But I don't really foresee that happening here. You know, Conejo is a pretty strong wrestler, but uh, super singular in her approach i mean she's just spamming head and arm throws and i don't really foresee amanda lamos getting caught with that i think lamos is going to pick her apart from the outside punish her and work her way towards a finish so at 9300 she's a, an interesting 9000 fighter that i have plenty of interest in and uh, on fanduel i think that she's probably a, a fanduel darling over there because she's going to have to prevent takedowns mm-hmm. Of course, uh, if you are watching this show after a fact, if you want to uh, ask myself, Pete, a question, just leave a comment in the comment section. Me and Pete are always checking the comments. We will respond to maybe there's you're unable to watch this show live, watch this show after the fact. In those comments section, myself and Pete will get back to you, whatever question you may have there. But uh, yeah, in terms of what you mentioned about Fandle, yeah, it's she has to be like when you talk about a core Fandle play, mm-hmm. she's got to be a core Fandle play. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, target the spots on FanDuel and take advantage of it. And, you know, she's definitely one of the uh, the the pillars of my FanDuel lineups. Yeah, I'm trying to think how many, let's pull this up here, of how many takedowns that Ruiz got credited for in that fight against Cheyenne Bies. Which, by the way, uh, what was the line that Cheyenne Bies said after? Uh, I'll find you a... Uh, I'll follow you home or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll follow you home, B. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. She should have made a shirt out of that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, right. Take advantage of the limelight. Uh, so she had four. She was four out of five in takedown attempts in that one. Now, she did land 136 total strikes. So obviously, all that, oh, those strikes were all on the ground. They were all on the ground. And, but if you remember it, it, you know, she wore down as that fight went on um, there. But yeah, it's uh, Lamos to me definitely is the next one. Now, uh, I do like a lot of favorites uh, on this car, but uh, an underdog that I am looking at here, Sergey Morozov, 7,900, taking on Khalid Taha at 8,300. Sergey, bro, need you? I, I need you to take your opponent to take down City here. <laughs> yeah, you know, Khalid Taha is, a, you know, a powerful man for the division. And, uh, you know, his Achilles heel is getting taken to the mat multiple times throughout his fights. So I think that a guy in Sergey Morozov, who had a very, very difficult debut um, against Nurmaga Madoff, I think that he needs to channel his his wrestling and test Khalid Taha in those exchanges, um, make him work, tire him out. And I think that Morozov is probably my underdog of the week that is my my favorite underdog on this card. It's not a nice card. Um, as far as most underdogs are considered, but I do think that we're going to have some finishes and some high scores, but you know, Morozov on the feet and even like, you know, in some grappling exchanges, he, he gets, you know, lackadaisical a little bit. And I do worry that he maybe can get caught by a shot of Khalid Taha. And, uh, this is like a sneaky GPP fight. And I think it's because of the pressure both of these guys bring when they fight. And it could end up being fireworks. So I will be smashing exposure to this fight, but I, I definitely like uh, Sergey Morozov in the matchup. 
Yeah, I mean, there's just not a lot of fires on DraftKings that are 8,000 that I'm just in love with. But to me, the, the takedown potential of Sergey is what has me the most interested in him in terms of this one. Uh, Khalid Taha, I was mentioning to Pete before the show, his first fight in the UFC got taken down six times. Then he had a win against Boston Salmon, a quick win there, uh, knocking Boston down in the first round. And then he's been taken down two times in both of his last two fights. So to me, uh, you know, he, he's going to, you know, over on FanDuel, you think he can stop the takedown? He's an interesting play at $17. Yeah, so that's the thing about Khalid Taha is when he wins, he gets a lot of finishes, whether he's knocking people out or he's getting sneaky submissions. And if you kind of go into Sergey Morozov's record, he was excellent, um, you know, over an M1, uh, losing to Movzar Evloev by rear naked choke, losing to Umar Nurmagomedov in the UFC by rear naked choke, um, getting... TKO'd uh, back in 2016 to Josh Reddinghouse. So, uh, and even as an amateur in 2015, losing via triangle choke. So, I think this is a perfect GPP fight to target. And I have no problem going Khalid Taha if my lineup makes sense elsewhere. I, I'm going to be going to Sergey Morozov, but Khalid Taha does have that finishing ability about him. But man, the the takedown city just appeal of Sergey Morozov is what's really pulling me in his direction. Most definitely. Next up, we got Miles Johns taking on Anderson Dos Santos. Miles John, 8,400 on DraftKings, $18 over on FanDuel for Dos Santos, 7,800 on DraftKings, $13 over on FanDuel. What's your take on this one, Pete? Not, so, I mean, not often do I, do I look at bantamweight fights and say, wow, we're probably going to have to have both of these bantamweight fights between Khalid Taha and Sergey Morozov, Anderson Dos Santos, and Miles Johns. I don't know. They just seem like stylistic, just fireworks. Uh, I think that Miles Johns, you know, getting knocked out by Mario Batista, kind of having some people, including myself, a little hesitant on him going forward, then landing a beautiful uppercut over Kevin Natividad, having wrestling in his back pocket to resort to because that's really his bread and butter. Now uh, facing Anderson Dos Santos, who, you know, has 30 professional fights at age 35, um, can snatch up your neck if you get a little lazy, as as shown against Martin Day. Um, It's just GPP written all over it. I I think that, you know, to this point, Miles Johns has less damage on his body than uh, Anderson Dos Santos. But this is like a, a, a brawling type of fighter in Anderson Dos Santos where he's very wide with all his shots. And if Miles Johns is just a little precise and mixes in some takedowns and is wise to these wide shots, I think that he could walk away victorious, but he's got to be very, very careful. Yeah, I think he just needs a jab by Anderson Dos Santos to death. Yeah, I think that, you know, anything straight down the middle uh, is the best way to beat, you know, wide shots. But I think, you know, test the cardio of Anderson Dos Santos and uh, implement some takedowns because in Dos Santos, his losses, uh, he's been knocked out to Victor Henry, uh, choked out by to Saeed Narmagomedov, TKO'd several times, um, and choked out several times. So I favor Miles Johns in the bout, but this is uh, going to be an explosive, ma- explosive matchup, and I'm not going to be ignoring uh, Dos Santos either. Next up, we have got Francisco Figueredo taking on Malcolm Gordon, 8,900 for Figueredo. 7,300 for Malcolm Gordon. I'm actually surprised that Malcolm Gordon got another fight uh, in, in the UFC. Uh, look, Francisco's not Davison. <laughs> let's just let's just throw that right. one out there. You know, they're 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 just not the same guys. But to me, I just I can't have any faith in Malcolm Gordon. Like we talk about the do not trust list. Oh, Malcolm Gordon might be the top of the list this week. He's the mayor, right? Uh, yeah, and I mean, actually, uh, uh, he, he he might be vice mayor. He might be vice mayor. I think I think Malcolm Gordon is easily one of the most volatile, you know, fighters on the card. And I can understand why people are looking in his direction because, you know, Francisco Figueredo has the name and they think that he's just going to possibly go in there against a guy with a grappling approach and have better success. But to this point, Malcolm Gordon has shown me nothing. Even on the mat, he showed me nothing that screams at his UFC caliber. Um losing to Sumer Dergy losing to Amir Albazi via triangle choke. I mean, if you really go into his record, the best win is against Yanni Sherbatov in round one rear naked choke. But 
the guy's been knocked out so much. So maybe a guy in Francisco Figueredo could still knock him out. I don't hate Francisco Figueredo. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the neural quantum processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. I do think that, you know, having tons of fights over in Jungle Fight, uh, I think that he could actually pull off a finish here, but it's just, you know, it's the price point 8,900. Yeah. Does it really come through? I'm okay with eating that price point. I don't, uh, if you guys want to take a shot on Malcolm Gordon, I'm okay with that, but not me. Uh, I, I'd rather just go in Figueroa's direction and somewhat ignore Malcolm Gordon. I might unclick Malcolm Gordon and Cruncher. Yeah. I mean, like he burned us twice. Not burned because I don't think I don't even think we were you know ever on him um, after the debut loss to Albazi, but um, Malcolm Gordon is just to me I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look, when it's eleven fights and we're, and we're making multiple lineups, it is tough to unclick fighters and say, you know what, I just don't want any of them. But there are fighters this card. I'm like, oh man, I do not really love them in terms of GPPs, and, and Gordon's one of them. Yeah, I mean. A sprinkle of Gordon, like we have some people in chat saying a sprinkle of Gordon. I think that's accurate, a sprinkle. And it all depends on, you know, the size of the contest that you're playing. If you're in a 20 max, maybe one, two lineups. If you're in a 150 max, maybe less than 10%. You know what I mean? Like that's that's fine. I'm fine with that because you do – it's it's important to have some exposure to everybody. Um, but I also like taking the other stance and trying to get as many combinations with – you know, what I predict to be winning fighters as possible. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you there, but yeah, just someone I, I don't love. Uh, now, the mayor of the do not trust list, he's in the first five of the night. You know, oh, it. you okay. know it. <laughs> okay. I was like, where are you going with this? And then uh, I'm like, okay, now I see you're hating on Alain Badeau. Okay, so, all right, so I'm doing. I'm not going to sell you on that long, but though, sorry. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but I will say, right. You know, he's eight and two going up against Rodrigo Nascimento, eight and one. Nascimento's from America top team, Alain Badeau, you know, training with some, some talented fighters uh, over in France, uh, Cyril gone over the years. But the one thing about Alain Badeau is that you're in the heavyweight or light heavyweight division. Sometimes aggress- aggressiveness wins fights and it's not so much about skill uh landing a lucky shot a lucky wide shot now it's those are tough to predict uh on paper rodrigo nascimento is going to close the distance clinch up with alamba Badeau, take him to the mat and submit him but he needs to get close enough to do that and a guy like alamba Badeau, i'm sure has been working on his weaknesses which is clearly his ground game uh but he's just so wild and aggressive that it really wouldn't surprise me if he just threw crazy combinations, landed one against Rodrigo Nascimento and tested that chin of his since Nascimento is coming off to that, uh, that knockout loss against uh, Chris Dawkins. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, look, Nascimento, what's it? Six of his eight wins are RVS submission. I want to say, I think two uh, TKO, two TKO KO. Maybe you want to look at that prop head. Maybe you think he can win by TKO KO. I want to say when I looked at it, it was actually a, a nice little juicy line there. But look, it's, you know, he's going to win this fight. Most likely is via submission. Of course, uh, if you do have any questions on the fights, uh, be sure to line those up in chat right now. We will get to them momentarily. Of course, do want to let you know that fancy football is quickly approaching. And if you trust us with DFS, there's no reason not to trust us with your season long and best ball fancy football teams. The same data analysis that goes into our DFS content and tools is going into fantasy football. We have plenty in front of the paywall to get you started, including rankings and ton of free articles and videos from Lawfully and Matt. There's a couple of things you need to do first. Go subscribe to the new Osmo Fantasy Football and follow at Osmo Fantasy on Twitter, as well as the Osmo Fantasy Football Football Pay fa- Facebook page. Man, f- football is a month away, Pete. Month Crazy. away. First Crazy. game for me is August 14th. Training camp starts next Saturday. 
Holy moly. Take that one in. That's crazy, man. I hate it. I like it and I hate it at the same time because for me, it means that the summer's ending pretty quickly. So, um, you know. Well, you, see, see, you live in Connecticut. I live in Florida. It feels like it's been somewhere the last six months. See, <laughs> Tyler over there in Texas is like, yeah, bro, summer is not ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm eventually going to make the, uh, the move to probably Florida when I get older. So I'm hoping to uh, enjoy the luxury of that. But uh, yeah, man. Come on down, gotta... bro. Come on down, bro. I'm just telling you, real estate, pretty darn expensive right now. I know. I know. I actually, I actually was looking. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. But we'll, let's get into some questions over in the chat. First up, uh, Anthony says best value on FanDuel. Hmm. Jeremy Stevens sticks out to me a little bit. $12. Going to gonna have to stop. Going to have to stop takedowns. Take yeah. Um, you know, he, he wants to keep it on the feet. So I think that's someone to pay attention to there in terms of value play. Uh, Sergey $14, I think is another nice little value play over there as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with that from a value standpoint. And from just like a overall FanDuel standpoint, Amanda Lamos is somebody Amanda Lamos and Daniel Rodriguez are probably both going to have to defend plenty of takedowns. So, you know, not really from a value standpoint, but from a performance standpoint, could be uh, FanDuel staples. Uh, for the great mention about the Lamos fight is a tough one. Not a tough one for me. Yeah, not a tough I'm, one for me. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not having a hard time with that fight. Uh, I think that Amanda Lamos is awesome. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, it's you know. Ruiz is going to have to get the fight to the ground. She's not going to sit there and have a stand-up matchup with her, um, you know. And I mean, look, you, Pete. I mean, the head and arm choke—it's something we just don't or, or throw. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, it's just something we don't see in male mixed martial arts because it's a very dangerous move to go with because you can end up on your back, you know, your opponent on your back very quickly. Yeah. So, like, you know, my wrestling coaches and my wrestling teammates it's like a, no, it's, you don't, you don't throw a headlock. You don't try to go for a headlock because headlocks, if somebody knows how to really drop their hips or, or, you know, time it and avoid that head and arm, you're going to have your back taken. You're going to end up looking silly. And, uh, it's somewhat of a beginner's move, but it's very popular in women's, uh, MMA. And, uh, you know, that's why like a lot of wrestling coaches don't even teach it. It's, it's like an unwritten rule. Like you don't even do it. You know, don't even talk about a headlock. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, it's just, you see it in women's MMA, but yeah, in male MMA, it's just something uh, that you just don't see. Of course, uh, be sure to uh, subscribe also right here on YouTube. If you are not doing that, course uh, hit that notification bell so you know a new show is live on the channel uh, appears we have no MLB show tonight because uh, the Yankee game uh, against the Red Sox has been uh, canceled because of apparently the Yankees got some COVID issues uh, coming coming off uh, the all-star saw that on, on Twitter a moment ago so uh, looks like we will not have MLB live before lock as uh, I saw that come across my, my timeline here uh, Mike Peterson over in Slack says are there three knockouts on this card if so, who? I wish I knew, bud. Um, All right, so say... uh, let's let's look at probabilities of a knockout. Okay, uh, I think Lamosh. you got to look at figure. I think you got to look at Figueredo, okay. Lamosh. I think Rodriguez. There's... Yeah, potentially Makachev from from ground strikes. Yeah, I think there's probably going to be four. Um, I'll, I'll probably set the, how many finishes we're going to have. I'll set the line at five and a half under really. I, I just, I, you really there's so much so? that I sit there. Like I think about it. Like I think your first Friday night, high probability that that's going to end in the finish. Um, I would say Figueredo Gordon, good chance, but you know, it is lower weights. Maybe, uh, John Santos. I see, I can see that go in the decision. Taha Moroz, I like that going decision. Lamos finish. Rodriguez Parsons probably goes a distance. Maybe late third round stoppage there. I, I'm going to say over. I'm going to say that we're going to have over five and a half finishes. You got half the card being finishes. I think it's going to be a big one. 
But this is also this is one of those UFC cards where I mean, look, there's just not a lot of buzz behind it. I mean, we we both know it. And but these to, are the but these are sometimes those cards that just end up delivering and and it ends up being just a great night of fights. Well, Dana White knows that, right? Like he will go into these fighter meetings and say, "Look, at you know this card does not have the best name value, and what I need you guys to do is go out there and show the world who you guys are." And you know, we we've even seen him that last week was a Connor card, so. That's why, you know, two weeks in a row, the, the bonuses were up to $75,000. I don't think it's going to be a standard moving forward. Uh, Dana kind of spoke on that. But he can get these fighters motivated that even if it doesn't have the best name value, now that you only have 11 fights, we could see everybody trying to really fight and make a name for themselves. So I'm excited to see it. I'm expecting tons of finishes, and I think it's going to be a hell of a card with a pretty high score. By the way, just looked over at the Bellator betting odds. There's not really a, a, an underdog on that card that really sticks out to me. A lot of huge favorites over on Bellator tomorrow night. I know, and I, I have been doing some uh, Bellator research. And I'm it's like excited. there was a lightweight fight on that card. You might have been, you know, wondering, hey, if someone falls out, maybe I, I can f- fly right in there. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I actually got a, a text. I don't even think I told you. I got they hit me up asking me if I could make 45 in like six days, and I was like. I'm like 35 pounds away from that. That's not happening. I could do 55 though, but uh, they're like, okay, good. They, they, going forward. They had a fighter pull out this week of a car. I think it was announced like Monday. It's because his wife was uh, having their baby this week. And he told Bellator, he's like, I'm not going to fight. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Hey, you got to be there for the birth of your child. So that's awesome. Uh, I am going to be placing some, uh, some bets on Bellator and, you know, I'm excited about it. I think that they have some notable favorites as as I should. Um, but yeah, uh, maybe maybe Ronnie Marks is the underdog that can come through on the t- on the uh, the Bellator card as an underdog. The I would tell you the one underdog that is somewhat intriguing to me is actually in the main event of Denise Kielholz. Really. I mean, I think Juliana should win the fight. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, like, you know, just looking at it, so you've got Kielholtz plus 240, Mitrion plus 275, Silva plus 125, Davis plus 400, Hamilton plus 215, Marks plus 145, Law, uh, excuse me, a Theodore plus 650, uh, Gabriella plus 500, Ramirez plus 375. Like, you, you got massive betting favors throughout that entire fight card. There's not, you know, if your book does have prop bets over on Bellator, um, especially those prelims, look at those favorites to win via uh, decision. There's a reason that some people on, on MMA uh, social media, Twitter, have sometimes called the Bellator prelims human sacrifice hour. <laughs> well, I mean, look, at they have a ton of people, you know, contracted and they're going to do everything in their power to uh, get them fights. And especially when fight, fighters pull out or they're trying to get some showcase fights and build their their prospects. But, uh, you know, Ronnie Marks is the guy that I know I mentioned him twice already. He's kind of the, the lone underdog on the Bellator card that I, I'm interested in because I saw him train with Hamzat Shamayev and Francis Ngannou. I mean, what? Yes, it's only training. But still, you know, with his experience, maybe he can pull it out for us. Uh, mentioned uh, the, some of the prop bets over at the UFC card that do stick out to me. I mentioned some of these earlier. Tate via submission plus 600. Gamrot via decision plus 225. Rodolfo Vieira via submission minus one minus 105. Lemos via TKO KO plus 163. Uh, Sergey via decision plus 225. Of course, we back here. On Saturday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for Live Before Lock to get you ready for this week's card. Of course, uh, next week we have got uh, Dillashaw versus Sandhagen. That's a uh, an early start time next Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time for those prelims. So uh, we'll be back uh, next Thursday. But, of course, be here on Saturday, Live Before Lock. Of course, be sure to check out our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Use that promo code AWESOMO for an instant first match deposit of up to $100. Of course, be sure to check out all the great content we have over at awesomeo.com. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Osmo MMA Strategy Show. We will talk to you on Saturday afternoon for Live Before Luck. Good day, everybody. It's Chevy truck season. And with the Chevy Silverado, there's no such thing as an uphill battle. With the Chevy Silverado, you can take on the mountains... 
or you can move them. Because with impressive coin capability, an available 13.4-inch diagonal touchscreen, and a choice of powerful engines to pick from, whatever you're mounting, there's a Silverado with the capability you need. Click to learn more. Find new roads at your local Chevy dealer. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.